This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We've got uh, a fun show for you. We're going to be talking, of course, about apps later on. What's streaming this week on Netflix, Prime, and Amazon. Of course, we'll also have our Hot 5 app countdown, and we'll be talking uh, with uh, a guest about the new App Store redesign uh, for iPhone and iPad users. Have you noticed a difference? Let's uh, start talking about some of the news this week, and uh, there was some pretty big news, guys, and I think uh, for me, it came from the Google's developer conference, and they launched a new service called Google Duplex, and I want you to listen to this next clip and tell me if you can figure out what's going on here. Oh, how can I help you? Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m., we do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. So that uh, sounds like a normal phone call someone would make to book a haircut. But uh, Graham, not all is what it seems. Yeah, so the second voice that you heard there, uh, the what sounds like an assistant, is actually an AI. Computer. Yeah. It's Google. Google made that call with a, with a robot. Yeah. So essentially, we're not making our own appointments anymore. We're not booking our own reservations because if you've ever, you know, tried to call a restaurant, it's been a little bit awkward and you kind of sit on the phone there as they kind of go back and forth with you. These are sort of the, the least interesting phone calls that we make. So Google has decided to automate this using all of the machine learning and AI that they've been putting together from scanning your emails and text messages over the course of the last few years and all of your voice searches, especially through Google Home. They've started to build a library of what we sound like when we talk. I mean, I think the thing that was probably uh, the most evident for a lot of people out there is you probably heard, uh, and mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounded like a real human. There's, like they, they had the pauses and the mm and uh, it, it was freaky. A little bit of up talk at the end when there was a question, right? 12 p.m.? You know, it's sort of a... <laughs> and it, They've actually started to master the, uh, the the semantic differences between machine language and, uh, and and human language. This is this is really interesting to hear. This feature is called Google Duplex. Uh, it will be tested during the summer to a select number of users, but already it's causing some controversy. People are kind of upset that this computer sounds so real and could be phoning humans. Well, I mean, this is one of those things where we have looked at this over the course of the past few months. We've seen, uh, you know, videos of Barack Obama being uh, dubbed over by one of the guys from Key and Peele. Uh, We're questioning what it is that we're seeing and what it is that we're hearing. Um, You know, when one of these phone calls is made, does it need to announce itself and tell you this is not an actual person? Well, Uh, well, Google has come out now because there was uh, a bit of uh, an outcry on this and and they've said now that it will uh, identify itself. Uh, before it starts into the conversation with the human. Which I think is a good thing, because when we take a look at what happened in the 2016 election, where we saw literally, you know, 
script bots going through and making comments on articles. Can you imagine now, instead of having to staff a call center with real human beings who can blow the whistle on this kind of thing, now you have an automated system that's making calls that is spreading your message and it's doing them at the speed of an auto dialer. This is actually kind of scary stuff. Would you use this, Christina? Uh, you know what? I feel like I it would take some getting used to. Um, I don't love the sound of it. I can still pick up on the slight robotic um, tone of it, which I don't love. But I guess uh, laziness would probably prevail if I'm being honest. <laughs> I just wonder for businesses, though, because like, I think a lot of people would like this feature and they'll probably just want to use it just because it's kind of cool. Can you just imagine all the businesses like the restaurants and obviously the hair salons and other service uh, type industries, they're going to be uh, barraged by all, all these Google phone calls? Well, I think a lot of the time we do things online right now because we don't feel like having that awkward conversation with a stranger. And if you can outsource that task to Google, all of a sudden you're not going to be want to be bothered to do it yourself online. You're just going to say, you know, Google book my next haircut. Uh, so I think they are going to see a higher volume of phone calls for sure. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see them come up with uh, one that can negotiate my cell phone plan. <laughs> I would I would pay good money for that. I right thought there. I would pay $100 yeah. for that. You get to wait for 45 minutes online on yes. hold. Yes. Right? And then you get to argue... It could, it could pull up all of the different rate plans automatically. That That is brilliant. But, I mean, it'll get there. You can see it, right? <laughs> I, I love this. Keep keep me out of the equation. You guys handle my cell phone provider. Got it. I well, like it. Well, I'm currently being audited by the CRA, so I would just love it if uh, Google Assistant could just uh, <laughs> hang on the phone with those guys for me. <laughs> Dear Google, handle my tax code. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, let's look at some of the other uh, app news here. We're uh, here on the App Show uh, today. The world's most popular iPhone app isn't Facebook or WhatsApp. This is weird. Hmm. Wh- what do you think it is? I don't know. It is a Chinese mini music video social network, and I'm probably pronouncing this incorrectly. Duwin, it's spelled D-O-U-Y-I-N, uh, was the most downloaded iOS app in the first quarter of 2018. And uh, they had more than 45 million downloads worldwide uh, in the first three months of the year. Because everyone needs a mini music video social network. Duyin, uh, which means shaking music in Chinese, uh, is known outside uh, as uh, China's TikTok. And it was launched back in September 2016. So it uh, lets users create and share up to 15 seconds of music selfies with uh, different uh, effects. Uh, and and stickers. That's kind of interesting. I wonder what the implication is for rights holders here in North America. That's kind of a, a curious one. I'm sure Trump will be all over that. <laughs> uh, Yahoo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> launches this. Squirrel Chat, a Squirrel Chat app, because WhatsApp and and all the other messaging apps, there's just not enough of them. Well, I mean, the the old saying is that Yahoo is where good technology goes to die. Yes. So this actually makes perfect sense in a world with, uh, you know, WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger and iMessage and all of these other messaging apps. Squirrel. I, like, actually, this this seems kind of apropos. You know, it's almost a little ADHD. Hey, Yahoo, what's going on over there? Squirrel. Squirrel. Uh, so this is supposed to be apparently more like Slack. If you've used Slack, a lot of uh, workplaces... Uh, have embraced that as kind of an instant messenger type slash email hybrid. Uh, we use it actually at our work, and it's fantastic. So I think they're trying to compete in that genre. 
I don't know how successful they will be. And I don't even know if the Yahoo name is sticking around, is it? I don't know. That's a good question. It is a good question. So you're saying that Yahoo was slack-a-lack and, and now they've got Squirrel. Oh, of course <laughs> you went there. Yep. Uh, Google's new Android app bundles promise to make apps smaller. What is this all about, Graham? So essentially the app bundles that you download from app stores are, uh, they can be fairly large. We've seen apps balloon from under 50 megabytes, you know, about five, 10 years ago when the app stores first started to, uh, there was a, a, you know, a a limit at 250 megabytes there for a while in iOS. And now they can be up to and over uh, gigs in size. So basically, these apps are taking up space on your phone. And if you've got uh, an entry-level phone, anything from any, you know, 16 gigabytes to, dare I say it, 64 gigabytes nowadays, that can take up a lot of space on your device if you've got a lot of apps. Um, you know, most premium phones now are coming with 128 or 256, and some devices can let you add on more memory. But by slimming these bundles down, and Apple's done this in the past with their, uh, with their apps as well. By slimming these bundles down, they take up less space. They also mean that they update faster, they install faster. So uh, this, this process of app slimming is actually a, it's a great idea for everyone who makes apps. And seeing it at the OS level for both Google and iOS is a good thing. Uh, if you've seen the iPhone 10, uh, you might have noticed there's a, a notch up top. That's where they have all the special cameras that do all the uh, magic from taking pictures to face recognition. Well, now Apple is telling their iOS developers that they can't update their apps without keeping the iPhone 10 in mind. Uh, the iPhone 10 is the only iPhone right now with the mod, uh, with the notch for now, but uh, Apple is wanting all the developers to... Uh, I guess, make sure that uh, their apps comply with it. Well, I think this is a a very natural move for them, especially because we can anticipate that future models of the iPhone are going to have the notch as well. Yeah, I think this just about confirms that pretty much every new model is going to have it for sure. Yeah. Facial recognition will be taking over every iPhone? Absolutely. I would say I would be very surprised if this year's models didn't all have it, including the iPad Oh, really? You think they'll come out with uh, an iPad this year? Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, when we take a look at how uh, Touch ID uh, progressed from uh, phones to tablets, this really is just the natural extension. And there, there is no reason to keep Touch ID around anymore. Uh, Face ID has obviously proved to be very successful. Um, I actually found with my iPhone X uh, something interesting. My sunglasses, uh, because they are a certain type of polarization, they're cheap, um, I actually had to turn off uh, attention for Face ID because it couldn't see the fact that there were eyes there. It was basically seeing, uh, when I took, take a, took a look in the back end, uh, it was basically seeing two holes in my face where my eyes were supposed to be. Cool. So in, in the sun, it wasn't able to recognize. So I turned that off and it worked. Uh, better solution there, get better sunglasses. Clearly. Well, let's switch gears now and uh, learn something about our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got this week, Graham? Well, speaking of messaging apps, our iOS tip of the week is being able to see when a message was sent in messages. So when you get into messages, you open up a conversation, you'll see all of those bubbles on the left and right. Uh, The easy way to do this, if you want to see the date and time when a message was first sent, is simply tap on the screen and drag over to the left. It will actually reveal all of the sent messages down the right side of the screen. So it'll show you all the times for those. So you can get an idea of when a conversation happened in specific. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week. See when a message was sent. You're listening to the app show here on CKNW 980. When we come back from the break, still so much more to talk about. We've got our hot five app countdown. We've got what's streaming this week on Netflix, Amazon Prime and Crave. And we'll be uh, talking uh, with uh, one of our guests about the new 
Apple App Store redesign and what it means for you. You're listening to The App Show here on CKNW 980, back after this. If you're an iPhone user or iPad user uh, and regularly go to the App Store, you might have noticed uh, a major redesign has happened uh, in the past uh, few weeks. We are going to talk with uh, a guest about uh, what it all means and why Apple has done it. On the line, we have Rene Ritchie. He's an analyst as well as the editor of iMore.com. Ritchie, uh, sorry, Rene, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the App Store. Recently, they have uh, completely redesigned it. What was the reasoning behind it, do you think? Um, I think the major reason for it is that the App Store, it, it really hadn't changed much since it was introduced in 2008. And it was primarily uh, a link destination, almost like Google. You know, you type something in you want, and you go there and you find it. But it wasn't a great browsing experience, just going to the app and launching it. So if you knew you needed the map, it was fine. But if you just wanted something and you weren't to what you needed, it wasn't doing a good job of helping you find interesting things. So what changes have they made that uh, make it easier to find apps now? So uh, one of the first changes they did is they finally separated apps from games because games are hugely popular, but they're very different than apps, and they can easily overwhelm especially because apps itself is such a broad category. There's productivity and health and business and education and all of that, and they just got lost in the sea of, of popular games. So now they each have their own tab. Also added a section, which is they greatly expanded the Apple editorial team. They have a bunch of people there, very good people. They love apps. They look for interesting things, and then they write about them, and they put them on the front page of the App Store. So there's an app of the day, there's a game of the day, and then there are features like tips and tricks or interviews, and it makes it it makes it almost like a magazine. From what I've understand, uh, too, uh, app sales are uh, up dramatically for uh, apps that are 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 these features now as well. Yeah, because it's just got such a big built-in audience. When you think about every iPhone owner, every iPad owner, these are hundreds of millions of people, and eventually they're going to say, well. I want to check out a new game where I'm looking for an app. I don't know exactly what, but I want to find something. And they'll go to the app store and they'll see that screen. Anything featured on that screen is going to get a lot of attention. What's your favorite part of the new redesign? Uh, I like that they show a little bit of tips and tricks and they have these great collections. So, for example, I love photography. So every once in a while there's a photography highlight and it gives you like some, some tools you can use to increase lighting or exposure or do interesting color effects. And they have them all grouped together along with some interesting ways of using them or profiles of people who put together the app, for example. I just love that kind of stuff. It's interesting, too, looking at the two different app stores. You know, Apple's got uh, their app store for iPhone users, iPad users. Uh, Of course, there's Google Play. You know, if you look at the numbers, though, Apple still remains the most profitable, uh, I guess, app economy, even though Android phones, uh, I guess, have greater market share. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think, you know, and, and some people get uncomfortable talking about this, but there's a, very, there's, a, there's a large difference between the consumer expectations. When someone buys an, I, an iPhone, um, they're usually spending a premium and they usually value experience and usability and things that are very much in line for paying with apps, where a lot of people just go to the carrier and they want whatever the free phone is because they want to use Facebook on their phone and that's often an Android phone. And they don't know or care that it's an Android phone, they just want the free phone. And because they want a free phone, they want free apps to go along with it. So I think you just have very different expectations on both platforms. Just looking at the overall uh, redesign of the App Store, uh, any um, things that you'd like to see in the future? I think search on the App Store still needs a lot of work. I mean, they've done a, a, a good job. A couple of years ago, they didn't even properly handle spelling mistakes. But now 
is starting to do things like sloppy search, which means that if you type in something, it tries to give you the close enough answer if it doesn't have a perfect answer, or it ignores little mistakes that you give it, so like nearest neighbor searching and automatic search widening. I think those are the kind of things. That's what Google search on the Internet is great for, and that's the sort of experience I think Apple has to deliver on the App Store. Talking with Renee Ritchie from iMore.com, all about the new uh, App Store redesign. Uh, tell our listeners just quickly uh, what uh, iMore.com is all about. So we, we just want you to live the best life possible, and if there's technology that we can, we can help you find, or we can help you get more out of your devices or find more cool stuff to do with your devices, that just makes us happy. That was Renee Ritchie from iMore.com. Thanks for joining us, Renee. Thank you so much. Okay, let's switch gears now and uh, let's get our game app of the week. What do we have, Graham? So this week's game app of the week is available for both iOS and Android. It's a free endless runner called Moonsurfing. And this one's really fun. So an endless runner essentially begins with you starting on the left side of the screen. Your character moves towards the right. And you essentially need to jump over obstacles and, and get through without crashing. And when you crash, it starts again. So in moon surfing, you grab a solar board and you surf the moon's dusty hills and steep craters. You can roam freely, practice some kickflips, uh, and you can head over to marked waypoints. Now, the levels in this are procedurally generated. They're generated on the fly, um, and they look like, you know, the moon terrain from the Apollo program. The cool thing is that there is an online server tracking the progress not only of you, but of every other player out there. So you can see if an area has actually been explored and conquered. We're all in this together trying to surf all over the moon. So it's a really cool game. It is free. You should give it a shot. It's called Moon Surfing, available for iOS and Android. When we come back from the break, it's our Hot 5 app countdown. And we'll also have our Facebook tip of the week. You're listening to the App Show here on CKNW 980. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Still a lot more here to go over as far as apps. Of course, we'll be chatting about what's streaming on Netflix, Prime from Amazon, and Crave TV. And uh, we'll also uh, be talking about our travel app of the week uh, as well. But uh, let's uh, check out what's happening right now on our Hot 5 app countdown. The Weekly App Hot 5. Christina, what, uh, what's the topic this week? This week, we have some apps to help you beat procrastination, which is something I suffer from. Can we do this later? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was the most obvious joke out there. Uh, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> that was the worst dad joke ever. Uh, so we're talking about the hot five apps to beat procrastination. Number five, what do we got? We have beat procrastination. That's App. actually the name of the app. <laughs> Aptly titled. And, and uh, available for Android and iPhone? That's right. For three ninety nine, this one is actually a bit of a meditation app that aims to change your unconscious attitudes about getting things done. Uh, so it will lead you through some muscle relaxation and then help you reprogram yourself to associate positive thoughts with getting tasks completed. Also has some great Kool-Aid recipes. <laughs> Fantastic. Really good. We're talking about the hot five beating pro procrastination apps this week here on the App Show. Number four, what do we have? Focus Keeper. This one is iOS only and it's one ninety nine. This one actually follows the Pomodoro technique, which is 25-minute focus sessions followed by short five-minute breaks. Sorry, the Pomodoro? I think I had that yeah. for dinner last night. Pomodoro. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never heard of this, but go on. Yes, this is a, a focus technique that is very popular. Um, this app actually lets you track activity uh, in 14 and 30 day increments so you can actually get activity reports. And it also has some customizable clock faces for your timers. Very cool. Number three on the hot five 
app list. We are talking about beating procrastination apps this week. What do you got? Number three. Number three is Clockwork Tomato. This one again is the Pomodoro technique, but this one is for Android users and it's free. This one also has an extend timer feature. So if you've uh, found your flow and you want to work past that 25 minutes, you can actually extend the timer. It also has a pre-end alarm so that it will warn you when your timer is about to end. Very cool. Number two on the Hot 5 app countdown, we're talking about apps that beat procrastination. We have Stand Up. This one is iOS and it's free. This one is a fun, flexible work break timer so that uh, you can actually remember to take breaks, which does help your focus in the long run. You can actually customize it to your work schedule and it will actually also ask you to confirm that you're up when it tells you to get up. Hot five app list here. Number two, what do we have? Number two is the Freedom app, and this one is iOS, and it has either a monthly or yearly subscription. Monthly is $6.99 or yearly is $29. This is an app app and website blocker. It also works on Mac and iOS, or sorry, and Windows. (laughs) And the number one app for beating procrastination this week on the Hot 5 app countdown? Uninstalling Facebook. And installing, oh, that was the number one. <laughs> it's, it's the extra bonus app here is uh, <laughs> you don't want to get stuck procrastinating on things. Uninstall Facebook. Honestly, actually, I've, I've done this on my iPad. I've moved to uh, just using the mobile site, and I've found that I'm getting so much more done. The, the, the need to actually go back to social media all the time has been driving me absolutely bonkers. So that's our zero app right there. <laughs> you know what's funny, Graham? And I didn't know you'd done this on your iPad, but I actually did this on my iPhone two weeks ago. And I find my my thumb compelled to go over to where that tile used to be on the screen. You built muscle and- memory. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's gone and life is so much better. There it is. You've actually taken Facebook off your... Off my phone. I only use it on desktop, and I've been so busy at work these days that I just don't even have time for that. So I don't know what's going on on that news feed, and i got to be honest, I don't miss it. It's one of those things. You can use the mobile browser if you need to. You can still upload your photographs. You can still like things if you have to, but it doesn't have that constant notification that's sort of that little buzz in your ear that's like, hey, check things out, check things out. You don't have to do that. But who's who's finding value in their Facebook feed anymore? Because I'm not. You know, I, I like it for events. That's kind of my big thing right now is being able to to go to stuff with people. So that's the uh, that's the really only the key thing, which is like why I like the mobile browser. Yeah, I only keep it around to keep in touch with people that I've met through my travels. And the Facebook Messenger app is enough for that. I don't need to uh, see what they're posting. What about Facebook, Facebook dating? They have dating coming now. You know, I'm going to take a hard pass on that, but, oh, but thank I, you I, for the kind offer. Graham, I'm making a prediction. Yeah. One year from now, yeah. she will be using the Facebook dating app. You know what? I, I will take that bet. We're going we're yeah. to put that into Siri and see where that goes. <laughs> I think Graham's going to win this one. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, talking about Facebook, we do have a Facebook tip of the week. What is it, Graham? Our Facebook tip of the week is actually to help keep your Facebook feed a little bit cleaner. If you scrolled through, you might notice that videos will autoplay. Uh, they don't autoplay with volume anymore. That was a very short-lived experience. But if you want to take a bit of control on that, you can actually go into your settings and tap on photos, videos, and emoji. And you'll see a setting here where you can look at uh, auto-playing videos. You'll be given three choices. Auto-play on Wi-Fi connection only, which is a great way to save data. 
uh, autoplay on mobile data and Wi-Fi connections, which is a great way to get a huge bill at the end of the month, and never autoplay videos. And that is personally the setting that I would recommend if I still had Facebook installed. Uh, so you can give that a go and use it that way. Never autoplay videos will keep your Facebook feed quite a bit cleaner and you'll use less data. When we come back from the break, it's streaming time. We'll be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Still got uh, some more stuff to talk about, including what's streaming this week on the different streaming platforms. And then uh, later on in the program, we have our uh, creative travel and fitness apps of the week. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. But uh, it's that time. Streaming this week. This is the part of the show where we talk about what's streaming on some of the streaming platforms like Netflix, Amazon, and Crave. Uh, We'll start with Netflix, uh, as we always do. Graham, this one's called Desolation. Is someone there? Are you sick? Who are you? Grace. What would you say? Nothing. (laughs) Have you been having any nightmares? Lucky they didn't rape you. Have you been diagnosed with mental illness? Hallucinations, loss of appetite, voices, paranoia. Have you even left the house since Jay left? Away from me. This looks like a spooky one. I would uh, say the feel-good film of the year. <laughs> yeah. If you like uh, thrillers and uh, horror movies, this is definitely one you want to check out again. Desolation on Netflix. Next up, this one's uh, kind of a fun one. Dirty Girl. After your mother and I are married, I'm going to adopt you. The hell you are. My dad and my mom were high school sweethearts. If they were high school sweethearts, you'd be in their yearbook. Assistant coach, Danny Briggs. Mom, let's go. You're taking me to California. I can't steal my dad's car. It's my chance. This is Dirty Girl uh, coming on Netflix. Looks like a uh, a fun coming-of-age story. This looks like it's right out of the 90s, and I dig it. I, I, I very much got a she's all that vibe from it. I know. We were looking through the trailers earlier, and you're like all over this one. <laughs> it, it made me laugh. I'm, I'm going to watch this. Uh, next up, we have uh, Evil Genius uh, again on Netflix. Kind of a, a docu-movie, documentary movie. I don't want to We just been we got him out of the car and cuffed him. I start hearing a beat. His eyes just got real wide. A potential hostage sent into the bank with an explosive around their neck. Something like this had never happened before in the history of the FBI. I don't know much about this story. I remember something vaguely in the news about this. So basically a, a bank robber took a hostage and stuck a bomb collar around his neck? That's the premise of the uh, documentary series, yes. Well, I got to check this one out. <laughs> I do remember this being in the news and actually thinking, you know, because this was uh, around the same time that we saw a lot of the Saw films come out. This is uh, very much in that vein, but this actually happened. In real life. Yeah. Uh, also on Netflix, the Who Was show, and again, uh, aimed at uh, the younger crowd. Looking good, history people! Okay, everyone, so we're going to do an episode on Joan of Arc and Albert Einstein. There's only one thing that could stop this from being a great episode. Oh, bingo. Who was Albert Einstein? Welcome, Marie Antoinette. 
Yes, queen. Which one of the two would win a dance-off? We're not here to... Uh, again, uh, aimed at uh, the younger crowd and uh, a new series on Netflix. Moving on to Amazon Prime Video now, we have uh, an Amazon original, Last Flag Flying, with uh, some of my favorite actors. Uh, we've got Steve Carell, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, and Lawrence Fishburne. You know what amazes me about you? Well, it could be anything. I'm a pretty amazing guy. You turn the keys to your bar over to the guy who's asleep on your pool table. And then you jump in your car and you drive me to hell and gone and you don't even know where we're going. Ask the question, am I willing to surrender to God? What the hell happened to Mueller the Mauler? First class drink. Uh, again, this is a, a drama. A bunch of old uh, army buddies uh, go to uh, see one of their uh, fallen brothers, uh, I guess, funeral. Hmm. Well, Fishburne looks good in this. I, I'd say give it a watch. Yeah. Again, Steve Carell. Brian Cranston and Lawrence Fishburne, Last Flag Flying on Amazon Prime. This is uh, a classic uh, back from 2005, The Hitchhiker Guide, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Attention, people of Earth. I regret to inform you that in order to make way for the new hyperspace express route, your planet has been scheduled for demolition. Have a nice day. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. I had never uh, read any of the uh, Hitchhiker Guide to the Galaxy books, and I just watched this movie. It felt like it crammed 10 movies into one. There's a lot going on here because the book series is a trilogy told in five parts. Um, And actually, one of those parts originally was supposed to be a Doctor Who television drama. And Douglas Adams actually repurposed it for the Hitchhiker's Guide series. Um, This one's actually, it's people give it a lot of flack. It's not a bad version of it, uh, but if you're looking for something that's a little bit more traditional Douglas Adams, uh, you can actually check out the radio dramas on BBC. They're actually available for free streaming uh, off their website. But I would say this one's kind of fun. It's got uh, Martin Freeman uh, from you know Sherlock Holmes and uh, some of the Marvel films. The Hobbit. And The Hobbit. Um, Moss Def. Uh, and uh, it also has Alan Rickman as uh, the paranoid android Marvin. Going to move over to Crave TV now. Pitbulls and Parolees. Strong, forgiving, resilient, and loyal as all hell. New Orleans reminds me of a pit bull. And of myself. I'm Tia Torres, and I rescue pit bulls and people. I didn't even know this series existed. Uh, Basically, this woman helps rescue pit bulls and, I guess, teams them up with parolees. Yeah, and it's actually turned out to be very beneficial for both groups. <laughs> yeah, and there's actually, I think they've got like seven seasons of this going on right now. Again, if you're into pit bulls and people that just got out of prison, definitely check that out. When we come back from the breaks, some more apps for you. We've got our creative, our fitness, and our travel app of the week. You're listening to the App Show here on CKNW 980, back after this. You are back with the App Show. We still have a few more apps to talk about. Uh, before we get to the travel and fitness apps. Graham, you've got our creative app of the week brought to you by Vancouver Film School. So our creative app of the week, this is actually kind of a really fun one. It's called Sketch AR. This actually just came out this week and it uses the augmented reality features of the iPhone to help you learn how to draw. So essentially what you do is take your phone, boot up Sketch AR and uh, hold it above the page. You're going to draw four plus signs or four crosses on the screen uh, on the paper to help orient the page. And then you'll actually be able to trace the image 
in augmented reality. So you'll see it on the screen, you'll see what you're drawing on the paper, and you'll be able to mesh the two together. This is a great way to get into that creative space, which I think is very much in the spirit of Vancouver Film School. So that is our creative app of the week, Sketch AR. It is free to download, and there are microtransactions to uh, buy additional drawing lessons. There's always microtransactions now. There is, but I mean, in this one, I think it's valuable. It's, it's kind of, you get a lot for your money. It's not coins, it's actually lessons. Do you know what's driving me crazy now? Uh, I, I used to love Angry Birds. Mm. Uh, and what I loved about it is I could just go to the app store and buy the Angry Bird app. Yes. I forget how much it was. three ninety nine, four ninety nine, whatever. Uh, now it's free and it's driving me crazy because now you got to buy coins to unlock levels. So that four ninety nine app now is going to cost me like $50 Yeah. by the time I get through all the different levels. And I purchased this thing like, God, back years ago. And now all the levels that I had before are all locked. I have to unlock them. That's really frustrating. Yes. Yeah. I kind of, I, I tapped out of Angry Birds a while back because I was starting to see it go down this road. It was the same thing with Plants vs. Zombies 2, where again, it was uh, like time-based unlocks and things like that. I was like, you know what? Forget it. I, I can go play something else. Definitely. Well, let's uh, talk about our travel app of the week. Christina, we have uh, an oldie buddy goodie that has some uh, new features. That's right. Uh, this is the Hopper app. Uh, we've talked about this one before. It lets you actually uh, see the predictions for how um, prices are going to vary on different flights. And Hopper actually announced last week that it was doing secret fares within the app, which essentially is when airlines uh, find themselves with too many seats on certain flights. So they discount them up to 35%, but they only offer this, generally speaking, to certain partners. And I guess Hopper came out and uh, basically said that it was one of those and that it would alert users of these discounts up to $500 on long on long haul flights. Um, now, unfortunately, this caused some waves in the market because I guess um, these uh, these offers were previously only offered to certain partners and travel agents. And I think uh, it sort of rocked the boat a little bit. And so WestJet backed out and said that it would not offer those fares through Hopper, but uh, Air Canada is still on there. I love this idea, but you're kind of gambling, leaving things to the last minute. Oh, you, this is always a gamble, though. I mean, even Hopper's prediction functions, I think they're fantastic. And I, I love that they're there, but I take them with a grain of salt because, I mean, it can't possibly know everything that's going to happen in the market. One day it will. Well, we have uh, one more app to talk about. And Graham, you have our fitness app of the week. Yes, I do. Our fitness app of the week is a fun one. It's called Fit, and this is a really fun way to go about uh, planning your exercise and meal plans based on some goals. So essentially, you put your preferences in, you set your number of workouts, and uh, it will give you the exact steps that you need to prep your food, follow your meal plan, and then exercise in order to hit your calorie goals and your exercise goals for the day. You can record all types of activity here, anything that you might do in the day to help get towards that goal. Uh, the app is free to download and it is $59.99 for the year, which will give you custom workout plans and more personalized nutrition plans. Very cool. Thank you very much, Graham. Looks like that's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected. We've been doing this thing for 20 years now. 
uh, here on CKNW 980. It's every Saturday morning between 10 and 11. Uh, a lot of other stations across Western Canada carry it as well, so check with your station as far as the different times uh, it uh, is available. Uh, you can also check out our website there, getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, we've uh, got all sorts of great video and podcasts uh, happening uh, as well. want to uh, say thank you to uh, Christina and Graham for helping put the show together and hosting it. This is Mike Graham and Christina signing off. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.